Chapter 9 Ecstatic Prayer What's she doing? Maya got up and started dancing. Soon the little one followed her by jumping up to her feet and twirling in circles. They're looking for Ditto, said Bianca. How? They're using the intuition to go into their subconscious and look for clues. Our creative intelligence is beyond logic. An ecstatic dance helps the mind gain the proper view, she said. Maya's arms were reaching toward the sky when she arched her neck and flowed with the wind. All the girls rose from their seats into ecstatic movement, twisting back and forth, rotating around each other without a care in the world. Then the preacher began to drum the earth, adding a rhythm to the energy. So they're dancing because why? They're dancing for the Dakinis. Ditto is the only man I've ever known who found union with a sky dancer. We're calling to Tara to find Ditto, said Bianca. Well, will you look at that? Even the river was picking up speed. The leaves were twirling with the wind, and the girls elevated their spirits higher while they let go and submitted to the sacred flow. Each of their movements was unscripted, and all of their unique styles seemed to complement the group. And that little sister was so spunky, yet somehow fierce and fiery, while the oldest sister was lost in hypnotic days looking up to the heavens. All the other sisters were somewhere in between when... Why don't you dance? asked Bianca. I don't know how. I've never learned to dance like that. Come on, just try it, said Bianca. It's too much pressure. They're the seven galactic sisters or whatever, and I'm just an oddball. I'll watch. You don't have to know what you're doing. You just do it, said Bianca. Do what? Oh, stop thinking and start feeling. Just let go, and that's when the magic happens, said Bianca. Gazing at them, I pondered about magic. Well, I used to believe in it, but the longer I hung around these girls, the more I saw how different I was from these wonderful women. I reached into my pocket and touched the selenite rod for inspiration, but there was no spark to charge my soul. How come I had no power to summon lightning, no tingles to light up a dark night, and no fuzzy feelings to get me excited with the beat? It's quite sad, really, because I used to believe that I had something special to offer, but that was when I was young and dumb. Once I saw how rough life could be, and how tough it really gets, all the majestic qualities of life seemed to disappear. My best friend, Amokli, was dead, and the only friends I met with him were missing. Manuka, Otto, and Levi were all gone, and everything was falling apart. Everyone here wanted to dance and enjoy this moment, but I knew it was all turning to shit, and the longer I lived, the more I realized I'd never experienced the same magic as these girls. Just move for the goddess's sake, said Bianca. She pulled me up with her and brought my body into motion, while she wiggled her waist with the wind. But what are you doing? I whispered. She smiled. I'm praying. The goddesses love when we dance with open hearts, said Bianca. Prayer. Is that what this was? All these girls were lost in the moment as they continued shifting energy through their limbs. The preacher was pounding the earth like a drumbeat. The rhythm was getting louder, as if it was beating in my own chest, and so I closed my eyes when I felt the movement start in my toes. Shifting my weight from one side to the other, I released my hands low to my hips before I reached them back up to my hair. Twisting and turning, I watched the mind go still, just for a moment, and then I heard my voice repeat those words. Om tare tu tare torve soha. Light emerged from the depths of the darkness within, but it was gone before I could catch it. 
without thinking, my body began to flow, as if I was an instrument, and it was all falling in place. That's when I heard my voice begin to pray again. It started as a whisper in my heart, the way lovers talk, and I didn't even have to think what to say. Om tare tu tare torve soha. A drop of rain hit my forehead. What a beautiful relief. Now gentle droplets fell from the sky when I gazed up through the tree branches. A gentle drizzle had come, and yet the sun was still finding its way through the trees. Sprinkling water fell over the moment before I let everything go. The sisters cheered. Little Meraki rejoiced to the sky. We were all captivated by the softness of this rain as I felt my own eyes begin to cry. Water washed over my skin when I felt the giant release flood out from my heart. Why, yes, I was finally letting go. Now that's what I call magic. It's the magic that makes us grow, said Bianca. Another pair of hands began clapping when the preacher's rhythm fell out of beat. The girls and I looked between the falling raindrops where a man wearing a plaid blanket stood under a glowing ray of sunlight. Ditto, said the preacher. He jumped up from his seat to hug him. Did I ever tell you my real name was pronounced Dido? Long ago, some idiot mispronounced it, and everyone, including my own daughter, called me Ditto ever since, he said. This was the man the king was always afraid to talk about, the one who escaped from the order many years ago, and here he was, standing before us, wearing nothing but a plaid blanket. The king called him a demon, or a man sent from hell, because all the generals said he used black magic to command the most terrible spells. But he was dressed in a simple blanket, and he seemed so gentle and kind. How could one man like this do any harm? There wasn't one negative quality my intuition could find. But what a pleasant turn of events, said Bianca. The preacher sobbed as he fell to Ditto's feet. Bianca bowed to the man, and so did the seven sisters before I followed along. I hope you can understand the circumstance we were in, said Bianca. We were bound by the king, and we were working on a way to help you, but... And you ladies did everything perfectly. It's all as it should be, said Ditto. Let us be grateful. Here among us stand the fortunate souls who found the wisdom of no escape. He paused to study each of us for a moment. His eyes were soft and so calm as he took turns smiling at us. I see how you've summoned the rain, but do you know why she cries? Ditto asked. No one said a word. It's time, said Ditto. Bianca's face fell flat. Ditto came to embrace her and took hold of her hands. He gazed into her pupils. Not yet, begged Bianca. Please, can we wait a little longer? And now the sister's concern grew, and yet the preacher still had his body flat against the earth, holding on to Ditto's feet. Soon we'll have to summon the boy, said Ditto. Bianca began bawling. Which boy? asked Maya. Ditto smiled with tears welling up under his eyes. The boy who makes the entire world cry, he said. <laughs>